An A, which I think I remember because I just was over there, but you know, those things go right out of my head. Ah. <laughs> How much of a sound check do you need? This seems really loud. Steve, we can't do it without Dallas. <laughs> Jesus, born to set thy people free from our fears and sins. Release us, let us find our rest in thee. Israel, strength and consolation. 
thy people to deliver born a child and yet a king born to reign in us forever now thy gracious kingdom bring
you. Oh, you have your sweater on. Oh, look at that. That is about as Christmas as you can get. She looks so much like Mrs. Claus, I think Dave may be Santa. Hello? What do you, here, I'm going to do over here. Because I, I talk to the choir a lot. Hello? Hello? How do you?
Good morning. Merry Christmas. Glad to see y'all are wearing your sweaters and pajamas and who knows what else. We'll have to do this again in 365 more days. Welcome to Aldersgate on this Christmas Sunday, a time for God's love to fill our hearts and our lives. We are glad you are here. Uh, announcements, I'm going to keep them short. The mission project for this month is still the, the United Methodist Church's Give Love campaign. You've heard me talk about it. It helps so many people. It is one of the ways that the Methodist Church reaches out globally. Uh, this supports missionaries. It, it supports people living in poverty. It's an amazing ministry, and thank you for whatever you can give to it. Perhaps you have noticed all the canned goods, the non-perishable items up here that are made to look like Christmas presents. We decided to do that instead of purchasing poinsettias, poinsettias, the red Christmas flowers. So, let me tell you something. I talked to Harvey, and Harvey told, he was so excited about the idea, he told a friend about it, a friend in North Carolina. Now that friend's church is doing the same thing. And that friend's brother found out of it, about it, but that friend's church is too small to do it, so they're doing it anyway and just combining whatever they collect with their brother's church. And a guy in California found out about it. And now his church is doing it. So, and it all started right here. So just think about that. What God can do with even a, a simple idea. Next Sunday, let me make sure, next Sunday, January 1st. Brand new year, and we are going to do something very creative. We are going to have our fifth Sunday morning sing on the first Sunday morning. Is that clear? So come ready to call out numbers to sing, and we will do it. January 4th is the Dorothy Day Soup Kitchen for those of you who are on the schedule. Also, we need to correct an oversight. Michelle, how are you? When did you graduate? <laughs> the end of December with a degree in construction management. So that means everybody, yeah. That's a big deal. That means she can fix anything in anybody's house that gets broken. Trustee, she can fix anything in the church. And she might even be able to manage Steve Barfield. We might let her get a few years of experience before tackling that one Diane's been trying for decades. We're happy for you. And we just wanted to share that with everyone. Are there any other announcements this morning? Wayne? 
I have two, but before I oh, get... Oh, Wayne, wait. I remember. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to announce a miracle. You had a baby. I did. I did. Okay. Well, my son had a baby, or son's wife had a baby, Ashton. <laughs> and I know that Janice is usually called on from the pastor to give the praise report, but she's not here. So in her absence, I'll report that we are, I had our third grandchild yesterday. His name is Carter Britt Miller. Everybody's doing well. They'll come home from home tomorrow. Now, my second announcement. An elf in the narthex called Harry reminded me to ask everyone to please check and see if you have any Christmas cards on the table that have been delivered for you while you were celebrating all week with the rest of your family. Thank you. Last day for our staff love offering. So if you have not given your love gift for our fabulous group of people that keep this church going, um, you may put it in the offering plate today, drop it off at the office, or give online, um, and Wayne would love you to do that. Thank you. And Dallas, where'd you go? <laughs> Love the hat. <laughs> I've been trying to get you to wear that for a month. <laughs> was that the prelude you had already played, or was that special music? Yeah, I got trigger-happy, sorry. <laughs> okay, just want to make sure. In that case, let us stand for the presentation of the cross, the lighting of the candles, and the coming of the Christ. <laughs> oh dear Christus Natus est Hodies of Let us join in our call to worship. Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ 
have come. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He is Christ the Lord, and we are his people. Praise be to God. Amen. affirm our faith using the Christmas affirmation found on page two in your bulletin. It's at the top of the page. Advent hope moves us. Advent peace stills us that we might affirm our King Jesus. Advent joy stirs us. Advent love leads us. It is time we set flame to this Advent affirmation.
by lighting the Christ candle. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He was born of the Virgin Mary in Bethlehem of Judea. He was the long-awaited Messiah whose coming was prophesied. The same Jesus lives today in our hearts. He deserves our highest loyalty and total commitment. In Jesus Christ, our hope is fulfilled. Our peace is sealed. Our joy is complete. And our love knows no bounds. Rejoice. Our Savior is born. Joy to the world. Sometimes it's like, oh my goodness, Christmas morning is on Sunday. We got to get up. But you know, what's more meaningful than to celebrate Jesus' birthday on Christmas morning, which is a Sunday morning? So it's kind of exciting that everybody got here today out of bed. It's so cool to see everybody dressed in their Christmas finery. Um, you know, I've been thinking a lot this week about Mary, the mother of Jesus. And um, I was thinking about she, at this time, must have been very excited about Jesus being born. Um, and she was chosen specially by God out of all the other women that he could have chosen um, to take care of Jesus and to look after him and to love him from the very beginning. What an important job she had as being the mother of Jesus. All mothers have important jobs, but can you imagine having the job of being the mother of Jesus? Do you know that God has chosen you too? Do you know that you are just as important to God as Mary was? Do you know how much God loves you? In the Bible it says that God knew you even before you were born. That's so amazing to me. God has already chosen you and has a very important job and plan just for you. As we think about Christmas and Mary and Joseph and Jesus, 
I want you to always remember how very special you are to God and that your life counts. And I can't think of a better Christmas present to get from God, that you matter, we matter, we count. Okay? Can we bow our heads and close our hands for a short prayer? Dear God, it is so amazing to think that you love each of us just as much as you loved Jesus' mother Mary. Thank you for your word that tells us just how special we are to you. Thank you for Mary and the way she loved and took care of your son, Jesus, when he was just a little child. And thank you for Jesus, too. Happy birthday, Jesus. And all the children said, Amen.
somebody better do something after that. Let us pray. Almighty God, you are our light that shines in every darkness. And we come here today knowing that we have nothing to offer you. We possess nothing that you need. We have no gift to give you that can pay you back for the gift you give us. We are poor beggars standing in need of your mercy, your forgiveness, your grace. And yet, you brought your good news to us. You invited us to celebrate your coming. You made a way for us to become your children. In the beginning, your creative work began with a word. Today, your creation continues with the word made flesh. When we allow darkness to overcome the light, forgive us, Lord. When hardness of heart keeps us from seeing and hearing and touching the needs of others, let your grace consume us. When the wars around us are of no concern, Forgive us, Lord, and move us to compassion for all who suffer. Remove all barriers that divide us. Let there be no obstacle to our love for you and for one another. Fill us with the expectation of this wonderful day, the expectation that this holy child born to us this day, is a light for us and for all people. The expectation that this infant child can change our lives into something different, something special, something filled with faith and hope and love. Let your light shine. Let your light shine in the care we provide for every person, in the respect we offer. Let your light shine in our forgiveness of others. Let your light shine in our world, in our nation, in our state, in our city, in our families, in us. We pray for those who must work today. As we spend our day in celebration, make us mindful of these others who are serving, showing a special love for our community. Help us to turn our hearts to them with gratitude. Give a warm sense of your presence to them and to the people they will meet today in their work. Shed on them all the light of your Bethlehem star.
with gratitude and heartfelt love. We remember your birth in our world and pray for those who do not have enough to eat. We remember the stable in which you were born and pray for those who have no place to live. We remember your good news of peace and we pray for peace to break out in our families and between nations throughout the world. Even as it brings us joy to give gifts to others, hear us as we bring the gift of prayer for the lives of others. You were love in a cradle. You were love on a cross. And you are love in our hearts. Because of you, our pasts are forgiven. Our present is in your hands, and our future is assured. Blessed be your name forever and ever but especially now, as we pray together the prayer you still teach us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
The Psalter this morning is from Psalm 98 and can be found on page 818 in your pew hymnal. And we'll be singing the second response this morning. O sing to the Lord a new song, for the Lord has done marvelous things. God's right hand and holy arm have gotten the victory. The Lord has declared victory and has revealed his vindication in the sight of the nations. The Lord has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the ruler of the Lord. and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord, who comes to judge the earth. The Lord will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Our scripture reading this morning is from Hebrews 1, verses 1 through 12. You'll find it printed on the front of your bulletin as well as on the screen. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the worlds. He is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being. And he sustains all things by his powerful word. When he had made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you? Or again, I will be his father, and he will be my son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds, and his servants flames of fire. But of the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever, and the righteous scepter is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness 
beyond your companions. And in the beginning, Lord, you founded the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like clothing. Like a cloak, you will roll them up. And like clothing, they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will never end. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. simple thing to do, but what does it mean to you? We've been looking at this nativity scene for literally a month of Sundays. But now, today, the white candle is lit, the baby is here. What does that mean? you. Lord Jesus, we rejoice in this day. We celebrate that you are God with us. We look forward to what you will do in us and with us in the year to come. Abide with us. Abide in our hearts. Abide in this church. Wherever we go, let us give birth to you again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A young lady busied herself getting for a blind date. Now, this was not like the date that Lisa went on, where one of her co-workers said, here, let's go take a look at the new sheep that's been born, and offered her half of a candy bar on the way over there, and called it dinner in a movie. You can tell me later. This guy had class. This guy had class. Her new suitor had planned dinner at a very exclusive restaurant downtown with live music, live dancing, wanting to make a good impression she had taken the day off from work. She cleaned her apartment. She had her hair done and got a manicure. When she got home, she did her makeup, put on her best dress, and was ready for her date to arrive. His expected arrival time came and went. But she continued to wait patiently. Finally, after waiting over an hour, she decided she had been stood up. 
So she took off her dress, let down her hair, put on her pajamas, gathered all her favorite junk food in the house, and sat down to watch television with her dog. Now sometime later, there was a knock at the door. It was her date. He looked at her surprised and said, What? I give you an extra two hours and you're still not ready to go? Are you ready? Are you ready for Christmas? We hear that question every year, don't we? And now we have 365 days to get ready. And for some of us, that still won't be enough time. The truth is, after reading these verses from the letter to the Hebrews, I am not sure it is even possible for us to be ready for Christmas. We read them so easily, but if we take them to heart, these verses are overwhelming in their description of who that is lying in that manger. He is the Son of God. He is the heir of all things. And I've just gotten in two, into two in, on the list. The Son of God, the heir of all things. He is the agent of creation. He is the perfect expression of God's perfect love. He is the glory of heaven. He is both priest and sacrifice to purge away our sins. How can we possibly get ready for that? He sits at the right hand of God. He is infinitely superior to the angels. He is the radiance of God's glory. He is the revelation, the Word made flesh. He is king over all kings. How are we possibly going to get ready for that? He put on humanity so that we might put on divinity. He became the child of earthly parents so that we might become the children of God. Did you just think there was a baby lying in that manger? Hebrews reminds us that this is no time for baby talk. When this baby was born, he was the same age as his heavenly father and eons older than his earthly mother. When Mary prayed, it was her gurgling, cooing son who heard her prayers 
and answered them. Get ready for that? Get ready for that? Do we really know what we are saying when we say Jesus is the reason for the season? Yes, Jesus is the reason for the season. But for every Christian, Jesus is also the reason for our careers and for our retirements. Jesus is the reason for our bank accounts and for our investments. Jesus is the reason for our education, for our learning for our sharing it with the world. Jesus is the reason for our marriage, for our family, and for our singleness. When Jesus is at the center of our lives, then Jesus is the reason for everything we say, everything we do, everything we are, and everything we ever hope. To be. That just might be the only real way for us to get ready for Christmas, to truly make Jesus the reason for everything in our lives. I read this week about a woman who telephoned a friend and asked how her friend was doing. Terrible was the reply. My head is splitting. My back and legs are killing me. The cat knocked over the Christmas tree, and I caught the kids opening their presents early. Those kids are driving me crazy. The house is a mess, and I'm so tired that my get-up-and-go has got up and went. Very sympathetically, the caller said, listen, go and lie down. I'll come over right away. I'll cook lunch for you and the kids, and I'll clean your house. You just get some rest. I'll take care of the children. Well, by the way, how is Sam? Sam, the worn-out woman asked. Who is Sam? Oh my, the first woman gasped. I must have called the wrong number. I'm so sorry. There was a pause. Then the fatigued mother asked, Are you still coming over? <laughs> Unfortunately, that is the way a lot of people get ready for Christmas as something to endure as something to get through with exhaustion, praying for that day they can put away all the lights and decorations and haul off the Christmas tree for recycling. But I like the way a blogger said it so wonderfully well. Jesus never practiced medicine Yet he has healed more broken hearts and bodies than all the doctors combined. Jesus is the star of astronomy, 
the rock of geology, the lion and the lamb of zoology, the harmonizer of all discords. Herod could not kill him, Satan could not seduce him, death could not destroy him, and the grave could not hold him. How do we get ready for Christmas? For this child? For Jesus? You know, something awesome, even amazing, happens in verse 3. But it's so easy to overlook at this time of year when you have angels filling the sky and just appearing and disappearing and babies being born to virgins. You know, it kind of gets overshadowed a little bit. But it's a simple verse. Verse 3 tells us that Jesus sat down. Well, of course he did. We recognize that fact almost every Sunday in this church. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. But Jewish people hearing that Jesus sat down would have had their hearts moved. There would have been tears in their eyes because Jewish people knew that there were no seats in the temple. Priests in the temple never sat down because their work was never done. They were always making sacrifice four hours a day in the temple. There were no pauses. There were no, no lulls. Their work was never done. Continually offering sacrifices for the sins of God's people. When Jesus sat down, the message was very clear. My work is done. Long ago, your sins were forgiven. Today, your sins are Forgiven. 365 days to get ready for this Christ. Use them well. Amen.
Most Sundays, you will see Nora put out all the candles. But before she puts out that last one, she lights the candlestick that she carries, and she takes that light out of the sanctuary and into the world. You get a benediction before the benediction every time she does that. May your hearts be warmed by the wonder of Christmas. May you find new life in the life of the Christ child. And may you go away from Christmas the same way as the wise men went, by another way, made different, living a different way, because Christ, our Lord, has been born. Merry Christmas. Amen.